This week's episode, we recognize the unsung heroes, those who prepare food at our school and those who go out on our bus runs to make sure that the food is delivered and supplies are provided for our students. Jimmy Riom joins us. Listen in. So we have a very special guest on Purple Fry today. He's one of our bus drivers. He's been uh, driving many of our bus runs that we've had for what we call the food runs, uh, making deliveries out to students. Um, and I just want to mention that, you know, this is one of the unsung heroes that we have out there. And, you know, uh, we also have some others as well. Um, but on today is Jimmy Realm. And we refer to him as Jimmy. And but I just want to, Jimmy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. No problem. And we just want to mention there are other, uh, you know, people that are helping out with these bus runs. Uh, like, uh, can you mention a few of them for me? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have Dave Basford. Dave is uh, taking care of another run besides myself. Um, Heidi Knowlton has been helping me as far as monitoring on the bus, helping deliver food. Uh, we've had uh, a couple other uh, monitors that have been uh, kind of like switching out, so to speak, uh, taking turns. Um, Jen Thompson. Uh, we also have uh, Dorsey Price that's been helping out and Mindy McNamara. And of course, uh, Bill Rupp has our supervisor. Uh, he's been coordinating things for us and uh, giving information on uh, when to be at work, what to expect, and, um, you know, uh, just the basics of, you know, how to deliver and, and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's been very good. It's been a coordinated effort. Been very well coordinated. In fact, uh, you know, we do have the pickup as well at school, very well coordinated by Mr. Coburn and, and the staff that he has there. Uh, he has the cafeteria staff working there and, and different volunteers of teachers and so on. So it seems a great effort. It seems to be doing uh, what it's intended to do. Um, uh, Jim, I just want to ask, you know, Jim also drives a bus and has his daily runs. And uh, before COVID-19, you know, he was doing his daily runs and things like that. What was uh, what was some of the things that you miss? You know, obviously daily routine, but what are some of the other things that you miss um, in regards to your daily runs? Well, you know, first off, it, it would be the kids, first and foremost. Um, it's, it's nice because I, this is my second full-time year for Hubleton Central School, and um, I've, you know, I've got a rapport with the, with my kids and my bus, and um, all the, all the kids, you know, all the kids at school are a great bunch great bunch of kids. And I miss, I miss the fact that every morning you get, you know, the first thing, and you know, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of like the first person they see in the morning and the last person they see at the end of the day. And, you know, our, our job, not only to get them to and from school safely, but, you know, we have to have a, a relationship. And I build a great relationship with our kids. Heidi and I have uh, Heidi. Heidi Nolan is my my monitor on my bus, and it's 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 nice because when they see you in the morning and you and you're telling them good morning, you know you're happy to see them, 
You know, you you start their day off on the right foot. You know what I mean? And and I think a positive experience is is what we've been known for. Um, the school the school in a whole is 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 promoting a positive experience for these kids. And I think we do a great job, but I, I miss my kids because I miss those morning talks. We get to school a little bit earlier in the morning and it's great that you can touch base with them, find out what's going on in their lives. Um, the, the, the littlest kids, you know, from your pre-K kindergartners right up through to your seniors, um, you know, we're on a first name basis. Um, it's very informal. And, you know, I, I, what I miss is, is I, I miss the fact that the, the little kids especially look up to you so much and they're just so happy to see you. You know, they want to give you hugs. They always give you praise. And uh, for me, it's a, it's a very worthwhile, rewarding experience. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you, you say that. And, you know, I know that your day's pretty busy. Get up early. Um, you know, you're out on the bus early doing your run. Uh, you got other runs during the day, and then you also do sport runs too. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about some of those sport runs that you've that you've that you've done, and and some of the enjoyment out of out of doing those. Well, I've, I, I guess you know that's that's one of the the great things about being able to participate in the sporting goods programs by transporting the kids. Um, but for me, whether it's been taking, you know, the girls or taking the boys, whether it's soccer, baseball, lacrosse, what have you, basketball. For me, it's, it's, it's been a very unique situation because all the kids in athletics um, have really, really opened their arms to me and accepted me. I, I would much rather participate in helping them and succeed um, bringing a positive mental attitude to them. And it's, it's very humbling that they have, they've provided me so much enjoyment in the short time I've been there and the time that I've been able to participate in those trips. Um, you know, I have a, again, I have a very good rapport with the kids. I have a very good rapport with the coaches. And for me, um, the, the experience of being able to share that with them is, is it's, it's great. It's a great feeling. And, uh, you know, personally, I would just like to share some stories, Jimmy, when you, when you drive bus, when, when I coach soccer and, and also coaching baseball, um, you know, I feel that it's a full participation effort, not only from uh, the coaches to the players, but also the driver. And so it's a full team effort. So Jimmy, you know, Jim, I've had Jim um, do the book for me, um, you know, sit on the bench, but you're right there in the midst of the kids. They just feel that you're part of the team. And that's one of the the exciting things about going on the trips that I've had you on is that you are a full fledged member of our team. Do you get that? Do you get that same sense when you're, when you're traveling on some of the trips that I was able to coach, I I get a I get a sense that not only am I, I part of the team, but I'm accepted as part of the family group uh, because there is a if people don't realize there in athletics there is a there, there's a family theme as we do everything together 
We take wins together. We take losses together. We try to pick the other person up when they're a little bit down. And obviously, we, we, we praise and praise the kids no matter win, lose, or draw. And for me, yes, whether it's doing the books, whether it's uh, talking to the boys on the bench, um, seeing, seeing what they accomplish and being part of it uh, has been a, a great experience for me. And it's, it's as yourself, uh, you've accepted me. And again, and I, I do little parts and I do little things. But I also know that the when they when they go on a trip, they have a routine that they do to get them in the mindset to get ready to to play whatever sport they're doing, whether it's baseball, soccer, what have you. And to be part of that and to kind of get to know the kids and know what their mannerisms and traits are. And again, feeling that I'm part of the team and that. I'm doing a small little part to help out. It, it really makes you feel good. And, and again, the, the acceptance by the kids in their programs is it, it's, it's been great. It's nothing short of great. It's, it's, it's been an eye opening experience for me. I've learned a lot from the kids. I've learned from you and the coaches and uh, you know, that's, that's one of the fun things, you know um, I remember us going down to Cooperstown uh, this past year and, and, um, the weather was absolutely bleak, but we had one of the best times. All right. We got to get a game in. It was, it was a great game. We had a lot of fun and it's, it's a memory for me. I'll cherish for a long time, Dave. Yeah. And it's about, you know, it's about leaving good memories with, uh, you know, th these athletes and these kids is, you know, it's not just about a, the event that they're going to play. That's the majority of it. That's the main point of going there. But it's getting a, in an experience, whether we're going to a restaurant afterwards and acting polite and professional and behaving well and having a good time at, at the same time. Um, but, yeah, the memories of um, uh, you keeping us safe, driving, um, keeping your eye on the road, and also, you know, just – being being there providing a pep talk to one of the players you know you're you're living the community you're involved in the community and involved with these players so we thank you for that and you know one of the things that um some of our listeners may not know is that you're also one of the advisors of one of the clubs that we have which is the trap team can you tell us a little bit about uh what you do and and what this trap team's involved in and how many kids you have yes we actually this is going into our this will be our third season our third our, our third spring season coming in and what it is is um david doyle who is a coach um uh, randy prey who is one of the assistant coaches myself i'm a i'm the assistant coach as well one of the assistant coaches i'm the rso which is a range safety officer and what our our function is is to make sure first and foremost that all that all our kids are safe. Um, this is a this is a different sport where we're using firearms and we're doing competitive shooting. Uh, we have approximately I want to say thirteen to fifteen kids on the roster for this spring and. It's a, we, 
we use the uh, Hubleton name and 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 for our for our team, but our team practices at the Black Lake Fishing Game Club facility, the, the Sportsman's Club. Um, obviously, there's no firearms uh, to be on the school ground, so we go there. We practice with the team. They do uh, competition shoots for their scores for what's called the Amateur Trap Shooting Association. And all these kids are scored against every other student in the state, um, individual rankings and team rankings. And we were, we were very fortunate enough that our first season in that we went to state competition it is graded by varsity scoring it's graded by junior varsity scoring and it's graded by amateur scoring and in our first season that we went to states we ended up third in the state in jv competition and we were very very proud of the kids they did a great job it's a it's an eye-opening experience dave because when you go to states you go down to Cicero, New York, and you shoot at the same club that the Olympic trap team practices on. And you can imagine there was that day that we were there, the attendance was close to 4,000 people. And the sport, the sport has grown in leaps and bounds that when we started, there, there was 960 students that participated in the States that year. It has grown exponentially. It's, it's gone, it's gone wild. And what's really unique about trap team, if kids don't know, is that as long as you have your hunter safety course, you can participate on the trap team. Girls or boys. We have both. Um, Sydney Morley. She is one of our shooters and, from the time she started to where she is right now, um, I want to say it was on the fall season this year. I want to say she ranked in the top 10 in the state for girls scoring average. So we're a, we're a small club, but uh, our kids are, they, they, they do very well. They take it very seriously and we're, we're looking to, you know, get new members and again, uh, it's it's been a it's been a great experience for us, and uh, you know it's 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 a great thing because all the kids, um, everybody starts, everybody plays, and everybody has the same opportunity. So it's really unique. And you mentioned the safety aspect, you know, and having the hunter safety course, and I think that's key thing is that they're getting that hunter safety course prior to this. Uh, so they're coming in and having some, you know, basic uh, hunt safety skills, knowing that you're the advisor, you have a great deal of experience hunting. Uh, I also know that you're a great fish, fisherman as well. I've heard some stories. What's your favorite hunting experience story that you'd like to share? Um, I think it would be um, probably, I want to say it was in 2015. Um, I was diagnosed with leukemia and I was in isolation for four months and I went in Turkey, Turkey hunting was coming up and I love Turkey hunting. 
And I begged the doctor and begged the doctor, you know, you, you got to release me so I can, so I can go, uh, go hunting. And she was so sorry, worried about me getting an infection because my immunity was low and whatnot. So I finally got released and it was on, I want to say it was May 27th and turkey season closes on the 30th. So I said, I said to Patty, I said, I'm going to go out, going to give it a shot. I know because when you call to these birds, because in the spring you call to them and you, you call them to you, it makes it more difficult the more because they, they get more, more difficult to, to harvest. Well, anyways, I went out, saw the most beautiful sunrise in the world, and that's one of the things I love most about turkey hunting. You get to see all the sunrises because you're there way before dark. But I ended up, um, I went to a place that I frequent. Uh, birds were gobbling in the trees, and I got set up, listened for the birds. The birds flew down, and I started doing some light calling. And I watched the birds come out of the woods, and they went right away from me down the field. And I said, well, I said, this is probably not going to be a good result because, um, you know, they've been called to and whatnot. And they're very wary of a call now. Well, I sat there for a minute and, uh, I heard a hen coming towards me and she was calling, she was yelping. And so I called to her and, uh, I'm set up on the edge of this field, just a little bit in the woods. And this hen come up and she come up within six feet of me and she fed around a little bit and she walked past me into the woods well, I, I was looking into the sun and I thought I could see a I thought I could see a tail fan on a on a long beard. And I looked and sure enough I heard this bird spitting and drumming. And I called to him lightly and he saw the decoys and he walked over and I harvested this bird at six feet right where that hen stood. And it was one of the best hunts, uh most rewarding hunts I ever had. Um just for the sheer excitement of how close the bird was. And having that release, you know, now, now with, um, now with us all being inside, you know, it's, it's very hard for people because they're, you know, we're all out of our routine. We're asking to be, you know, stay at home and I can relate to that. And what I can say is, is that you, it's very difficult, but when we get past this, I think everyone will have a better understanding that, Boy, it sure is nice to be, be to be able to go do what we love to do, whether it's turkey hunting, you know, the kids, you know, you you feel really bad for the kids right now because they're not able to to finish the things that they started. But when it, we do get past this, they'll have the energy and the drive to push forward and, and succeed in whatever they're doing. And that's kind of what I took away from oh. it. Yeah, and I agree. And, and you know that that story that you told us—that's a great story. Um, and I really appreciate you sharing it with us. It's something I'll I'll remember for sure. Um, you know, I know you're a, a fantastic cook. I hear from your sister that you're a good cook, and uh, you've told me about some of the mouth-watering dishes that you make and so on. Um, any particular? Uh, type of dish that you've made from any of these, uh, you know, hunts that you've had, either it be uh, venison or um, 
maybe the turkey that you that you were able to get. Yeah, I actually, uh, if I harvest a wild turkey, I'll take the I'll take the legs off and save those and make soup out of those, make homemade soup out of the legs because there are so many fractured bone spurs going down through their legs. They're very difficult to eat, but if you parboil them, cool them down, you can pick the meat off the legs and make a really nice soup with them. But I like to take, um, especially, I'll take a turkey breast that I've harvested, or wild turkey breast, and I'll wrap that with hickory smoked slab bacon. And then I'll take pineapple chunks and I'll skewer that onto the bird. And I'll take that out to the grill and I'll take and start slow roasting this and slow roasting this. So I'll kind of score it and then it all gets wrapped in aluminum foil, turned down way low. And then just let this cook on that barbecue. And normally it takes about, depending upon the size of the bird, but I give it about anywhere from 55 minutes to about an hour and 10 minutes. And what happens is, is that all that bacon, because the, the turkey itself, you take the breast off, no skin, so it's going to be dry. So that bacon, as it's cooking, those juices out of the bacon go onto the bird. And what happens with the pineapple is the natural sugars in the pineapple come out and they'll start to caramelize on top of the bacon. So you've got this kind of this pineapple bacon caramelization over top of this turkey breast. And then what I'll do is, is I'll end up, I'll take and I'll, I'll do some roasted potatoes with some garlic and some other spices, some thyme. Okay. And those will get done as well. And that's when it's just a comfort food kind of meal, Dave. It's, it's very good. The meat, you know, they say, well, the meat's not white. Well, it's not, it's not really white as a, a domestic turkey, but it is similar to the fact that it's not a dark meat bird and it just has excellent flavor. It's no, there's no gamey taste to it whatsoever. Well, you got my mouth watering and I know that if um, I just want to tell our listeners that before you head out to Jimmy's house, you want to call ahead and uh, to see if he's been cooking prior, you know, he might have something for you. So just want to throw that out you might have some visitors now well, you know is that's <laughs> funny because i'd like to actually dave dave doyle and i were discussing um we we really you know we'd like to be able to get the we call it the neighborhood together and have a barbecue and get everyone together and share some food and and share some some conversation and uh as i said hopefully it won't be much longer um we're going to get past this Everything's going to be good. All right. And, you know, at that point, you know, you can't wait to see the kids and, and can't wait to share stories and, you know, what their experiences were with this whole thing. And uh, I, I think it's it, we're going to be all better. We're all going to be better soon, Dave. It's just a, it's just a matter of time, you know. Jim, speaking of stories, you know. You uh, are, were, you know, you are a big member of our community of Huvelton, and you were part of the band back when uh, one of our great band directors, Mr. Polton, was uh, directing the. Dave was Dave was a very unique man, um, very talented man, and uh, we were back in the day. You know, you're you had a combination that. You know, kids would play sports, kids would be in band, kids obviously would have some other activities going, but Dave Dave was the type of person where I can remember one time uh, 
I remember being in Dick Moore's classroom. And this was after school. And Dick Moore was a, you know, it, he and, uh, you know, a lot of the teachers back in the day, you could come and, and, and just go to the room after school and chit chat. And we were talking about hunting. Well, time had went over because I was supposed to have a, a, a lesson. I was supposed to have a lesson. I played baritone horn. Uh, I played a little bit of trombone, uh, a little bit of trumpet. And I was supposed to have a lesson because we were getting ready for Nispa solos. Well, I forgot all about it. Well, David came up, uh, Mr. Poulton come up to find me and he found me and he said, hey, listen, you know, you're, you're supposed to be with me practicing right now. You know, no excuses. And, uh, you know, I heard about that for a long time, went down, did the lesson with him. And uh, one of the one of the things that, you know, you took pride in was that and all all teachers doesn't matter if you're a music teacher, gym teacher, math teacher. Um, I have so many stories uh, in my past, you know, when I was younger. Um, but Dave was a, if you were going to do something, you were going to do it the best of your ability and give it 110 percent. And we we were very fortunate. We we won a lot of band competitions under David and of course Doreen uh they were there for us all the time we were one big family and uh we were we were all treated just you know we were all as kids but I think some of the the neatest memories I think going back in band uh going to the fairs but uh the fireman's field days in Hewleton where we'd play you know we'd march in the band and then they'd have the the, the firemen's races and the ladder and the big, and there used to be a big uh, scaffolding set up where they would come on down with the, with the fire trucks. And all of a sudden the ladders would come out and it'd be a race to the top. It was very unique. And it was something that back in the day, you know, you look forward to those events because there was always, there it was good food, good fun. Uh, a lot of memories to share for all. And uh, you know, it was a community. It was all about community. Yeah, and there were definitely some good chicken barbecues that were put on as well during those times. I, I re remember the smell of those chicken barbecues coming from uh, near the fire. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, well, they well, you know, Dave Fulton certainly has, uh, you know, done a fantastic job, and people have so many memories of of many of the things that he's done, as well as as Doreen uh, helping out with the band and so on. So I. You know, you you really bring back some jogs and memories of of those great times, uh, Jim. I want to just thank you for being on today, Purple Pride, and you know we ask that you stay safe, stay healthy, especially on those bus runs. Uh, we appreciate all that you do, and we appreciate all the all that the drivers and the workers involved at Hubleton Central do on a daily basis, and and providing those those things for our community. So. Once again, thanks, Jimmy. And, and any final thoughts that you would like to share before we? Uh, well, I want to I want to thank you for having me on. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Um, our transportation department at school, um, they're a great group of folks. They really care about what they do. Uh, they try to do their best every day, and uh, you know we're, we we look forward to getting back, and uh, we look forward to to seeing the kids again, and. Uh, 
you know, uh, it's going to happen shortly, David. It's going to happen shortly. I'm, 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 I'm sure of it. So we have to, we just have to keep positive, sir. Yeah, we definitely look forward to seeing you very, hopefully very soon and whatever the new normal is. And you take care and, and, and your family takes care as well. Thanks again. Thank Jim, you, David. You take care as well. Thank you. Ronald Reagan once said, those who say that we're in a time where there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. We don't need to look very far to recognize all the heroes that are around us during this very difficult time, like Jimmy. So please take the time out of your day to recognize all those heroes that are around us and just simply say, thank you. <laughs>